Hey friend, welcome to the Self-Care Isn't Selfish podcast. I'm your host, Emily Nichols. As a Whole30 certified coach, wife, busy working boy mom, and your self-care guru, I'm here to help you start putting yourself first without the guilt. Each week you'll hear motivating and practical tips on how you can create a habit of self-care through interviews with my amazing guests or quick solo episodes with me. After each episode, you'll walk away with an action plan and feel empowered to implement what you have learned into your life. So grab a cup of coffee, glass of wine, or your favorite sparkling water, and let's do this. You're listening to episode 25 of the Self-Care Isn't Selfish podcast. Today, my guest is Kate Hackle of the Every Home Organizer, and I have to laugh. As you guys know, I record all of my shows in my closet, so I'm surrounded by clothes, and you know, we I do video calls with my um, podcast guests to make sure, you know, it's just a lot more easier to talk to them when you can see their face, and so behind me is all my sweaters not folded nicely. <laughs> And just an utter mess. And I was completely embarrassed. And she was so nice. And that was something we'll actually get um, talking about today is obviously organizing your life and how that can help you feel more grounded. So let me tell you a little bit about Kate. She founded the Everyday Home Organizer because she has a passion for helping busy families just create a more simplified system for their home. And after she battled postpartum depression, she found her own version of therapy and organizing. And I can totally relate to that. So she is creating white space in every aspect of her life and has helped curb the chaos and live a more slow and intentional life by organizing. And now she now helps her clients do that through the Every Home Organizer. I mentioned in the episode, I am a messy person. I own it. I am messy. I have my moments where I clean everything up and then I have my moments where everything is looks like it's just exploded everywhere. And my husband is a very neat and tidy person and bless his heart. He puts up with me. <laughs> but I know I had a lot of really great takeaways from this episode that I've already started implementing into our lives. So stick around to the end so you can hear those three big tips from me. And I really hope this conversation with Kate inspires you to slow down, create more white space in your life and get rid of the chaos. So enjoy this conversation with Kate Hackle. All right, gang, thanks so much for tuning back into the Self-Care Isn't Selfish podcast. I'm here with Kate Hackle of the Every Home Organizer. I'm so excited for this conversation. Kate, thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, thank you so much, Emily, for having me. I'm excited for this. Oh my gosh, I feel like we all need this in our lives. But before we get started, you know I ask all of my guests, our very first question is, what does self-care mean to you? So Kate, what does self-care mean to you? Of course. So self-care for me isn't about getting a manicure or going to a salon to get my hair done. Although when I do, I really enjoy those blissful pampering hours and I savor them because they don't happen nearly enough. Um, but for me, self-care, it seems like a very basic necessity for women, but it seems really hard for us to attain because we do so much for others mm-hmm. and usually we're kind of put last, um, unfortunately. So self-care to me is not only about taking care of myself physically, but it's also mentally and emotionally as well. 
Um, for someone like myself who suffered through postpartum depression, I find that mental self-care is usually the most important type of self-care um, that I like to focus on. Um, for me, it's usually resting, whether that's resting my mind or my body. Um, I find that that's really high up there when it comes to self-care. So, and then aside from that, I usually like to connect with my friends um, that give me a good laugh or meaningful conversation. Being around tiny little humans all day typically doesn't equate to having deep conversation. <laughs> no. um, so I usually like to find a good outlet with my close friends. Um, usually that means negotiating TV time and snack time with my kids. So that's usually what my typical day looks like. Um, but sometimes self-care also comes in the form of quiet, creative time for me as well. So, yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, it's all about, you know, I think it all stems from mental health care and taking care of yourself from the inside out. So those are some okay. really great ways for sure. Well, Kate, tell everyone a little bit about yourself, what you do, and kind of your story about how you got to where you are today. Sure. Yeah. So I'm a wife and mom to two kiddos. Patrick's three and a half and Claire just turned two. I've been a stay at home mom um, ever since my son was born, which is truly, and you can probably understand this, the hardest job that I've ever done. Amen. <laughs> Amen. The hardest job. The messiest job. It's the hardest job. <laughs> um, and my kids are actually very relatively easy to handle too. So that just kind of gives you an idea of how hard it is to be a stay-at-home mom. Um, but back in May, I started my home organizing business, and I'm a professional organizer in the Indianapolis area. My husband and I, when we first met, um, and we were talking about plans for a family and just kind of how we wanted to raise a family, it was actually never on my radar to start a business, um, not until this past year. We always just plan on me solely being at home and being a stay-at-home mom. Um, and I was really excited about that opportunity to stay at home. And then once we had our firstborn, I felt like my entire life kind of just got flipped upside down and then turned around and then flipped again. Yeah. Um, you know, cause like I said, I experienced postpartum depression after the birth of both of my children and it went medically undiagnosed for, I mean, almost three years because I was too stubborn to go see a therapist. Um, and any, the one piece of advice I could give any mom is if you ever feel that, um, don't wait like I did because it was just something I, I, I regret, you know, um, not getting the help sooner. But anyway, one day I did. And, um, before that I, it was a polar vortex. Okay. And, you know, we all have that. And in Indiana, we seem to have one at least once a year. So anyway, when my kids were napping, um, I was like, gosh, what am I going to do with all of this time and just being cooped up in this house? So I started to organize, like truly like organize my pantry. And after doing all of that, I was like, oh my gosh, this feels amazing. Like, this is such a good feeling. I just felt like all this weight was just gone, you know, and I, I just didn't feel this weird anxiety and stress about opening the entry door every five minutes, you know, to get my kid a snack or whatever it would be. Um, so from that, I just, I found it to be, like I said, my therapy, it kind of became my therapy on top of my therapist, but it became a sort of like self care. Um, you know, I've never been a super tidy person. I could live with my bedroom being a little messy or things out of order. And I'm still okay with that um, to an extent. 
as long as I know I have a place to return that said item. Um, organizing essentially became my version, like I said, of, of therapy. And um, when I organize, I find myself saving an insane amount of time in my day-to-day -day life, which is as a mom, as a working woman, who, whoever, um, that's just something you can't get back. You know, so I find that really helps me um, get out the door in the morning. I save time making my grocery list, getting ready for bed, whatever it might be. Um, so that's kind of how I got to where I am. And um, yeah, you know, a lot of people found that I was doing this and then they were like, hey, can you help me? Can you, can you maybe like give me some ideas on how to reorganize my baby's nursery or closet or pantry? whatever the space was. And so I just found that there was a need um, for this. And I really just ultimately want to help people as I was helping myself. So. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, it's interesting how you said organizing just turned in your, into your own form of self-care. And I imagine you kind of go through this journey with your clients you work through, work with as well as it could be their own little therapy session, you coming in and helping them organize wherever it may be. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I find a lot of the times I work with a lot of women mm -hmm. um, who end up, you know, asking me to come help them. And, you know, sometimes it just, people know how to do it. They know how to organize, you know, it's, it's not a hard thing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, but sometimes it just becomes too overwhelming and too much. And so people just kind of shut down, you know, and it's kind of depressing. Mm -hmm. Um, it may not make you depressed, but it's kind of depressing just to look at it. So that's when someone calls me and helps me. And then that is one of the biggest, um, rewards for me is when we get a space completed and just seeing the look on their face of like, oh my gosh, I'm getting my life back. You know, essentially it's, it's kind of what it is. That's amazing. So what kind of services do you offer your clients? So if someone calls you, you come into their home, what are some of the things you'll do to work with them to get more organized? Yeah. So what I typically do first is I do an in-home consultation. That way for me, I can just come in, see the space, um, meet my potential client and really better understand what their needs are. Um, a lot of the time I always ask if everyone is on board because sometimes if not everyone is on board, it makes it a lot harder to keep up with it. So um, I always like to understand their pain points and why their system isn't working. After that, then I will make up a plan for that particular space. I like to go to pantries just because it's one of the top ones that I do all the time. So I make up a plan um, for their pantry or closet or what have you. And I also offer um, shopping services. So I will go to the container store or to Target or wherever they would like within their budget um, and then shop for those products. If I can, I do my best to repurpose what they already have. I don't want to have to spend a ton of money on something that they already have in their home. That's kind of pointless. Um, so I will go do the shopping for them and then I'll come back and I'll implement it. So a lot of the times they want to work with me so that they can better understand how to do it without me if I'm not there. Um, which I love because I, part of this is education and teaching them how to keep up with their systems. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'll come in and do the home organizing. And then I also do one donation drop off and then one consignment drop off as well per session. Um, which I've found to be very helpful because sometimes people 
like myself too, will just keep it in the back of their car for I don't know how long. <laughs> I have like nine <laughs> trash bags of clothes in my garage right now. It happens. It happens all the time. So I always make it a point when I'm done with that particular client, I go straight to wherever it is they to go. Otherwise, I'll go pick up my kids and I'll do whatever. I'm like, oh, I need to drop that off. Why do so I do that? <laughs> I wonder I if it's just a feeling of letting go. You're just not ready to let go of those things. Or? Absolutely. And that's one reason why I offer it is because I know if I say, okay, we have all of these bags here and you know, you're going to take it to XYZ place. I, they're going to probably leave it in their garage. <laughs> you know, it just happens. It just happens. So I just like to take that burden off of them. And truly, I mean, that's just one extra errand. You don't have to run. Like that's not, it's not a fun errand to do. So I'll just do it for you. (laughs) Like you said, you're gifting them back time, which is so valuable. Absolutely. Yeah. You can't get that back. No. Do you feel like a lot of clients, when you come in, do you feel like they apologize? Like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I know this is so messy or they come from, um, a feeling of shame or embarrassment when you come in into like a closet or pantry? Yeah, absolutely. I get it all the time where someone will say, oh, this is probably like the worst you've ever seen. And I'm like, you know, it really isn't, I promise. And a lot of the time too, I'll be like, hey, can I show you something? And I'll, I'll, I'll do my own before and afters and I'll show them like, listen, <laughs> you're not the only one. Like, I, I can be that way too. I'm very good at what I do, um, but sometimes I can't do it for myself. So as much as I would love to just do that all day, every day in my own home, um, again, I have two little toddlers, so it doesn't quite work out for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I do, I get the apologies. I get um, that I'm, I'm really embarrassed to show this to you, um, you know, all, all of the things. And it's a completely non-judgmental zone. You know, it's, it's judgment-free. So. Yeah there is, I understand like, you know, where they're coming from. Um, but they, I'm so glad when they realize that the clutter is not going to control their life anymore, you know? And they're like, okay, we have to let it go. And, and so that's what we do. And it's just such a beautiful process. Well, I think there's such a connection between the clutter in where you live and then that reflects clutter in your mind as well. Like if you have a workspace that is just a complete utter mess. Like mine is right now my office downstairs because it's Christmas time and Amazon is here like every day and I have things in boxes and Target bags and I just kind of shut the door and walk away. And I think sometimes you need to let good enough be good enough, but I think there's times where you have to clear out that clutter to clear out your mind as well. How's that saying go? Oh yeah, all things are possible with coffee and mascara. (laughs) Well, that's certainly true for me and I love to have my coffee every morning after my workout and I don't really leave the house without mascara. So my fellow blondies, I know you feel me on this. But gang, check it out. Having my coffee every morning is part of my self-care routine and I always take my coffee blended with nut pods and coconut oil. So Nut Pods is a dairy-free creamer. It's made from a blend of almond butter and coconut cream. I love the French vanilla flavor. It's my favorite. It's super yummy, super smooth, but even better, it's Whole30 approved. 
So gang, head on over to nutpods.com and use the code EMILYNICHOLS22 to get 15% off your first order of NetPods. That's EMILYNICHOLS22, E-M-I-L-Y-N-I-C-H-O-L-S-22. And let me know once you receive your NetPods what your favorite flavor is and how you take your coffee. So remember, just head on over to nutpods.com. Absolutely. Yeah, that's one of the one of the things I say all the time is clear your clutter, clear your mind. Um, and to me, more mess means more stress. So that's usually what it comes down to. Clutter definitely has a negative effect on your mental and physical health. Um, it can absolutely leave you feeling anxious, stressed, or even depressed. So, you know, I realize that some studies have shown that the cortisol, the stress hormone level are actually higher in people who have cluttered homes. Um, Interesting. and I, I wholeheartedly believe that due to experiencing it firsthand. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, while I can live with having things out of place, whenever I have visible clutter, um, I notice myself being more agitated or stressed or overall just unhappy. And researchers have, you know, looked closely at the effects of clutter and they found that clearing away the clutter at work or at home improves your focus. It, in, it increases your productivity and it has made it easier for the brain to process information. Um, and when there's a pile of mail stacked on your countertop or your closet's bursting, it can just drain your brain, making it harder for you to focus and ultimately it keeps you from being productive. Absolutely. I feel that in my soul. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it really, yeah. When you think about it, you're like, Oh yeah. Yep. You know, when you think about when you are stressed or you can just kind of look around at the environment that you're in and realize that definitely has some kind of factor into it. Now you mentioned, you know, when you come in for a consultation, you ask if everyone is on board. So what if you live with someone who is maybe a little messy and I'm asking this for my husband's benefit because I'm the messy one. I am. I have 20 million things going on in our lives and in my mind. And I think sometimes that reflects in the spaces I'm in. And he's a very organized, tidy, type one person. And he kind of just lets it go. But I think sometimes he's just like, like the laundry sitting there for a few days. I'm like, well, you know, you can get your own clothes out and (laughs) pull Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, so what do you do when you live with a messy person? Like what are some ways to give them a little bit of grace or to help them out? Absolutely. Um, so I always say lead by example, you know, I have a husband who is for the most part pretty tidy, but there are definitely times where not so much. Um, and again, many times I have like a client who's a mom or a wife and they're really frustrated by how messy their kids are or husbands can be. And before I even start, like I said, I make sure everyone's on board. Um, but again, I try to educate them on the why and the how. So why are we doing this is typically, um, to make mom or the wife feel a little less frazzled and burnout. And then the how is essentially about how it will save them time and alleviate any frustration that they only has with the current system or lack thereof in their current space. Um, you know, it can be really frustrating to think you don't have a particular food item in your pantry simply because you can't see it or find it. Um, and it can be really frustrating trying to get out the door um, and you're running late only to realize you can't find your other shoe. So 
some, some tips uh, for living with a messy person is again, first and foremost, leading by example. Um, and that you should also include them in the process when you're tidying up or resetting a particular room. If they don't understand your why and why it's important and why they should care, then why would they keep up with it? You know, so it's kind of about education and including them in this and just having a discussion. And lastly, <laughs> make it dummy proof. So when you're organizing uh, for someone who's inherently messy, allow them to just be like, okay, I have this bin labeled, whatever it might be, snacks. That way they know exactly where it is. Or if you have a laundry basket, just make it dummy proof for them to just be like, okay, if they, maybe they're lazy too. And that's why they're messy. <laughs> so just make it easy for them. Um, that's what I've found has worked the best because sometimes I, I can be kind of like you too, Emily. Like I, sometimes I'm kind of lazy and kind of messy, like, mm-hmm. cause I get a little burnt out. Yes. But because I have my systems in place and I've made it so easy, I kind of help prevent myself from being really messy, if that makes sense. Yes. Well, and it's all about starting a new habit and a new ritual where it just becomes second nature. Like, oh, I do the laundry every day. I put it away every day because it makes me feel good. But stemming from where that why is, I think would really help someone stay motivated to stay organized versus just being like, oh, my husband's really neat and tidy and it drives him crazy. Like, no, this is why and digging, digging in a little deeper because everyone's why is going to be different as well. Absolutely. Everybody's why is going to be different. Yeah. But as long as whoever you're living with understands and, and knows your why, then things should run a little bit smoother in your house. <laughs> So going back to the subject of kids, because um, mm-hmm. if you have kids, usually they're pretty messy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How do you help with kids staying organized and helping them? I imagine you probably help with systems in place and help helping them create new habits and rituals as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so first, you know, I asked the question, why do our kids have so much clutter? And that's because we allow them to, you know, they're not out there <laughs> buying their own stuff. I mean, unless they're older and make their own money, but my kids can't. Most of them Um, don't have a job. So it's exactly. Yeah. So it's the parents and grandparents and whomever, um, you know, cause we, we go, Oh, how cute is this little stuff land from target? Or it's on clearance and it doesn't take up much space. So I'll get it for you. Right. Um, I can't say I haven't done that before because I most certainly have, but, um, after a recent toy purge from our like playroom slash basement, I've definitely scaled back um, on the items we're bringing in to our home this year for Christmas. Um, so if your kids are at an age where they can understand what it means to donate or give back to those kids who may not have as much, I highly recommend and encourage going through their toys together and doing it gradually. Because again, organizing and purging can be really overwhelming for us as adults. So if you can imagine how it can be overwhelming for little kids to go through every item and make a decision, that's just a lot to ask for somebody, um, especially when they're that little. So I, I like to say to do it gradually, maybe do a couple of it every day, you know? Um, but if it's broken, if the toy's broken and can't be fixed, um, and you know in your heart you won't get around to getting it fixed, <laughs> everyone always says, well, I, have, I can get it fixed. My husband can fix you know, if it hasn't been fixed and I don't know, a couple months, it's not going to so no. toss it, you know? Um, it's really, I'm kind of ruthless when it comes to kids stuff because 
there's so much of it. And a lot of the times there tends to be repeats or a lot of the same type of toy. You know, my son loves like little action figures and I have found like three Buzz Lightyears and like two Woody's and you know what I mean? I'm just like, you, you don't, you don't need all of these. You can have one of each. Um, and you know, if the child has outgrown a toy, you can certainly save it in a storage bin. However, I only recommend one bin for saving. So you're not like saving all of these toys. If you think maybe you're not done having kids or you have some nieces and nephews you can pass them on to, um, or simply donate it. So as far as gift giving goes for the holiday season, cause I have a feeling that might be another topic. Um, I know I get that a lot. Um, I think a lot of people are actually caught on to the new ways of gift giving, which is experiences. Experiences, yeah. Um, and I'm all for that. Like, I absolutely love it. If you're the type of person who wants to see your child's face light up on Christmas or for their birthday, just be sure that you're being really intentional with your gift and that this is something that can last them for at least six months. You know, you don't want it to be like some toy that they're going to love for a couple weeks and then be done with it. Um, and I know that can be kind of tough, so you can just use your best judgment for that. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know with our boys, um, we decided a couple years ago, my oldest is 11. We started saying for birthday parties, well, it was actually probably since he was in second grade, whenever we had friend parties, we said, okay, no gifts, but they can bring a donation for the Ronald McDonald house. Cause we spent some time there when he was a baby and yeah. for my youngest for his birthday this past November, we said, everyone, please no gifts. You can bring a donation for the Humane Society because he loves animals. So we catered it towards him. And, um, you know, the little one, he was like, what the heck? No gifts. I mean, (laughs) right. Wait a minute, mom. I'm like, you know, we're very blessed to be able to have the things we have. And it's really, and it felt so good to be able to donate those and drop them off and have him experience that as well. Um, and like you said, the, any gifts he does, they do get for Christmas. We want to have intention behind. It's just not some random gift. We're in six months. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, we're, it's just sitting on the floor in my living room all the time and driving all of us crazy. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, I know. And my son right now, he will tell you the three things he wants for Christmas and he's going to get them because he's asked time and time again. And I know he will just gravitate and play with them because that's just kind of the kid that he is. Um, so we typically do like one big gift and then about two or three smaller ones. Yeah. So it's just, I, another thing is I like to communicate that with our entire family. Yes. Because that typically is kind of where things go a little crazy. <laughs> you know, they, yeah, they want to do that and it's sweet and I love it, but then we're left with all of it and I don't want them to waste their money when the toy is going to be gone and, three to six months, yep. you know? Exactly. Exactly. Such great tips. So Kate, if, if I was to ask you the three biggest organization tips, mm-hmm. I know it probably really depends on the circumstance and what room you're in or closet for yep. that matter, but what are your three biggest organization tips that people could take with them today from this episode? Absolutely. This is really for any space. Um, start small, you know, if you're doing it yourself, start small because it can be, like I said, it can be very overwhelming. Um, literally start with one drawer, you know, and then let it sit for a little bit and then come back to your next drawer in a couple of days and a week, um, whenever you feel up to tackling that. So that's 
probably my number one piece of advice. Um, the next one is an important one is take every single thing out of the space you are planning to organize. Take every single piece out. It's as if you are starting with a clean blank slate and you're moving into that space for the very first time. So take it all out and start fresh. Um, because if you only do half of it, you're just kind of rearranging things. You know, when you take it all out, that's when you can better purge and then put back in what actually needs to go back in there. Um, and then the last thing, which a lot of people don't think about, and this is when it becomes frustrating to organize is you need to block out an ample amount of time to organize whatever space you're in. Um, if you have questions about how much time it takes, you can always email me and ask me because I have a pretty good general idea of how much it takes per space. But for any space, I would allow at least a minimum of two hours. Um, that way you have time to purge everything and then kind of plan out how you want it to look and then implement it. Um, if you want to do it right, that's what I recommend. Yeah. So definitely plan out your time, take everything out and start small. That's such great advice. You know, when I cleaned up my closet with those big grocery bags that I have out or the big trash bags I have in my garage still that I got to donate. Um, I did, I did that. I took everything out of my closet, had a huge pile of clothes on the floor and I I was just like, (laughs) Oh my gosh, why do I have all of these things? Then I slowly put everything back in um, and it was probably the best closet clean out I've ever had. Cause I feel like I'm always cleaning out my closet because I, um, I'm better now, but I used to shop just way too much, just stupid stuff. You know, it's like, Oh, it's yeah. cute. Like you were saying cute shirt. Okay. It's on clearance. I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll get this. I'll get that. And then your closet's bursting and you only wear the same thing, like <laughs> the same three outfits, you know, oh, really. Yes. Um, but yeah, but it took me a couple of days to do it because I made such a big mess while I was trying to declutter and I didn't give myself ample time. And it probably took me three days, I think, to fully organize, purge and get things back. And it felt so good when it was done, but it takes a long time depending on where you're starting. It's very time consuming. And whether you have kids or not, like life happens and you can't just sit there and organize all day unless you have it really well blocked off um, and you have everything set up. But I definitely did my entire closet in in a whole weekend because I had to stop and go with my kids. So I completely understand understand that. Yeah. yeah, so definitely timing is, is very important. Yeah. And starting small, because I can, like you said, it can seem really overwhelming and then you just don't do it at all because it's Absolutely. just overwhelming. Yeah, I say start with your junk drawer because that's always, that's always like the best, most instant gratifying drawer yeah. to organize. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. and do it before you have that big blowout where you open the drawer and you're like, I'm trying to find a ruler. And then, then you're just, ah, I'm going to clean the right. whole thing yep. out. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Not that I've done that. <laughs> Never. No, you have no experience with that whatsoever. <laughs> no. So you've inspired me to go downstairs here in a minute and go clean up my junk door. And I need to do our pantry as well. So Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, well, Kate, this has been such a great conversation and so important because I think, like you said, decluttering, being organized is a very high form of therapy and self-care for people. And I hope this inspires people to start taking charge of their lives and decluttering 
their lives in general. Absolutely. Yeah. Simplifying your life just, yeah, makes a world of difference. Yeah. So tell everyone where they can find you and connect with you. You share so many great tips on Instagram. I love following you there. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So my Instagram handle is actually every home and then underscore organizer. Um, you can also find me on my website, which is just www.theeveryhomeorganizer.com. Um, and then I have Facebook too, which is just the every home organizer. So yeah. those are my three best platforms. I also have a newsletter as well. So if you go to my website, you can sign up for my newsletter and get it sent directly to your inbox. So And I'll make sure to include all those links in the show notes so they can easily find you and connect with you. But awesome. Thanks so much again, Kay. I appreciate this conversation. Absolutely. Thank you, Emily. So how many of you are running to your pantry or closet now to think about what can I get rid of? What can I straighten up? and declutter. I know I did. After we recorded this episode together, I really made an effort to clear out my uh, workspace, my office, and make it more inviting and conducive to getting work done and not feeling so cluttered. And it's definitely helped with my workflow. So let's go over my three biggest takeaways from this conversation with Kate. Number one, and I so relate to this, Sometimes when you have such a big mess on your hands, you're so overwhelmed that you just don't do anything. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's too much of a big job. You don't have the time. You don't have the brain space to do it. So you just don't do it. And then you're just constantly living in that clutter or that mess. This can be literal or figuratively, you know, in your life. So it's okay to ask for help. Ask for someone like Kate to come into your home and help you organize, help you get your life together and get rid of the clutter. It'll be way better instead of just living in the overwhelm and mess. Number two, this is something she said a couple of times, when you clear the clutter, you clear your mind. Have you ever cleaned up a big space or if you've gotten up on a Saturday morning and spent the day deep cleaning your house and cleaning Don't you feel kind of like a, like, oh, I I can finally, you know, breathe and relax, you know, more mess equals more stress. And I can see this in my own kids as well. My, both of my kids have a little bit of clutter or a lot of clutter. My youngest, especially he collects treasures, if you will, any like rock or leaf or flower or whatnot. He wants to keep everything. So we have all these jars to help him organize and, I know he always says when I help him organize his room, he'll say, Mom, it feels so much better to have a clean space. My oldest will say that as well, but he's a little bit more proactive and does it on his own now. So you can utilize this with other family members of your life, but clear the clutter, clear your mind. More mess equals more stress, so just get rid of it. And lastly, expressing your why. You know, if you're trying to get your family on board for keeping a tidy home, If you're just yelling and screaming like, everyone's just so messy. The kids are always doing this. I'm always picking up that blah, 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 blah. They're not going to be on board with helping you keep it tidy. Like Kate mentioned, creating some easy systems, you know, maybe at the bottom of your stairs, putting a couple of little those storage cubes with your kiddo's name on it and any toys they brought down has to go in there to be brought back up to their room. Um, at the end of the day, or even with laundry, for example, you know, sorting that and doing a little bit every day, which is something I'm trying to get better at because it's the one chore I absolutely loathe, but I've made it a a 
a goal for 2020 to do a little bit of laundry every day so it doesn't pile up and I don't hate it as much. But you know, all in all, nobody is perfect. There's going to be clutter and messes in your life and in your home. So I understand sometimes things are tough or hard and you just have to give yourself some grace and give yourself some time to figure out how to get out of that mess. And like I already mentioned, it could be asking for help or it could be just scheduling some time to be proactive and doing it yourself. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to head over to the show notes so you can connect with Kate. She works with um, her clients here in the greater Indianapolis area. I'm thinking of having her come to my closet (laughs) as I'm sitting here recording this because it's definitely way better, but I feel like it's still a little messy and I could have a little less clutter in here. But make sure to connect with her on Instagram and her webpage, which I'll include in the show notes. And head on over to Instagram at emilynichols22 or at selfcareisn'tselfishpodcast. Take a screenshot and tag Kate and myself. Let us know your biggest takeaways or show us how you are removing the clutter and the mess and the stress from your life. If you love this episode, please leave a rating and review over on iTunes. I would so greatly appreciate it. It makes it so much easier for your fellow friends to find the podcast. So thanks again, Kate. Such a great conversation. And gang, I'll see you next week. Until then, remember, self-care isn't selfish. Bye.